Hey loves, welcome back to Strip Down. I am like so excited for today because I have this incredible woman on the line who of course is a mama and a fierce mama at that. She is not only just an incredible entrepreneur and businesswoman, but she is also a single mama hustling and making things happen. And I just like have been so inspired by everything she's doing in her own journey when we connected through one of our mom communities. And I was like, you have to come on my podcast and share, you know, your story and everything you're doing because you are doing so much. And I would love for you to talk all about it. So without further ado, Irina Kapanakis, hopefully I did not say your name wrong. <laughs> Welcome to my show. No, you actually did a really good job. So okay, good. <laughs> Between pregnancy brain and just like mom brain and then trying to just spit anything out with like, you know, that's not somewhat easy. I'm like, I feel like I just blab all the time now. Like I'll be like somewhere at Coffee Bean and they'll be like, what'd you just say? And I'm like, I don't even know. <laughs> I, yeah, well, you know what? I don't think show. it ever goes away. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, you are. You know, you're such a powerhouse. I wanted to have, you know, you on, you know, your VP of marketing, you know, of, you know, your Suchi company, which basically does so much of the marketing for so many incredible global and fashion brands. You're also launching your own intimate line very soon. And you're a mama and a single mama of that, of your six-year-old. Like, holy crap, do you do it all? So I want to hear all about it. Before we dive in, tell us a little bit about you and, you know, how you got started in all this. Yes. So interestingly enough, this was not really where my career was, if you talked to me a couple of years back. Um, I was in finance for a number of years, almost 18 years. And then I decided to start kind of investing in businesses myself and tried to kind of branch out and meet folks um, that were launching new businesses. I was just getting interested in that, figuring that that was a good career path for me to go down. And I met Suchi. Um, Suchi Ramesh is the founder of the company Suchi Inc. And basically it's like a manufacturing company that works with tons of fashion brands, like you said. And um, she has like a proprietary technology that I thought was really differentiating. So I was like, wait a minute, I need to be a part of this. And that's kind of how the shift happened where I kind of went from a career in finance that was, you know, steady and wonderful. And most people were like, why would you ever make a change at this point in your life? But I was like, you know what? That's just not me. Like I always need to keep moving and do something different and be excited. <laughs> and that was what happened. So I started working with her, but I invested in the company. I was the only angel investor before they got series A funding. Um, and then at the same time, decided to start my own line of intimates through Suchi Inc. So um, I'm launching soon. It's uh, no show underwear for women and it'll expand into other avenues, but it was just something that was such a problem for me that I'm like, if this is an issue for me, it's an issue for women everywhere, especially busy women that are working out, taking their kids places, going to work, like doing all the things that we're doing. The last thing you need to be thinking about is what underwear you're wearing with what outfit. So that was, <laughs> that sure. was where that came from. I um, yeah, I, I had a lot of like missteps in my own kind of like packing my gym bag and bringing the wrong underwear with me and then just having to go through the rest of the day with panty lines and not fun. So <laughs> that was kind of where that was. <laughs> yeah, panty lines are never cute no matter what age you are. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And trust me, like after you hit 40, it's just, it's not cute ever, like <laughs> ever. So, um, 
yeah. And so that's kind of how my career shifted. And I um, then ended up taking a full-time role as VP of marketing at Suchi Inc. in uh, the spring of last year. So it's been a roller coaster. It's been crazy. Um, and as you said, at the same time, I'm raising a six-year-old son, so um, which is obviously like the best part of my life, but, um, it's, it's a struggle. I'm not going to lie. I mean, there are days where I'm like, I am rocking this. I've got it. It's, it's all good. And then there are other days where I'm like, I am just doing so badly at everything. Like I'm a bad mom. I'm a bad, bad at work. Like, and it's just, it's just a struggle. Yeah. Well, and thanks for like, you know, being so like freaking real about that and saying that because I think so many times, you know, especially with social and everything else, like we see, like, we're like, oh my God, like they're killing it. And like, what the hell is wrong with me? Especially in, you know, the world that we're all in now, like so many others being entrepreneurs and it's like, you try to feel inspired, but some days you're like, I'm just freaking drowning. Somebody help me. And it's nice to hear someone like you, you know, who is so successful and is doing so many things and wearing so many hats that you're like, yeah, um, I struggle too. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I, I hate when people say like, oh, you just like, you have to balance everything. There never is a balance. I think every day it's such balance. a different balance. <laughs> yeah. Because every day it's a different balance. There are some days that I need to focus more on work. There's some days I need to focus more on family. It's never balanced. And I always feel like no matter what, you have to give something up to focus on the other thing. And it's just, it's just the way it is. You only have 24 hours in the day. And let's be honest, you got to sleep too. I mean, (laughs) it just, it's not possible. So it's, it's never a balance. It's just really about prioritizing kind of day to day and being able to kind of go to bed at night and say, you know what? even if things didn't go well today, I have tomorrow and I can just like, it, it'll work out tomorrow. Like I have another day to kind of just figure it out and, and make it better. So like each day is a new day and kind of looking at that, I think helps me a lot. Um, not feel so bad at times about, you know, the days that aren't so great. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I love too, that you said like, you know, there's always tomorrow because I think so many times, like, we do put that pressure on ourselves, especially as moms. We're like, oh my God, I must get everything done right now in this day, like this moment. And then you realize like, oh my God, but I do have tomorrow and I do have the next day. And it's like, yes, of course that can become a little bit toxic. So you have to really check in and, you know, be intentional about like what you're getting done, but it is okay to give yourself that grace and say, you know what? Some shit fell the wayside. Not everything's going to happen, but I can get it done tomorrow. Yeah. And first of all, I just appreciate the fact that you swore because I think I almost swore before and <laughs> I didn't know if that was allowed. So I'm like super excited that you did. Thank you. Oh, please. Yeah. I'm originally a New Yorker and you know, it's like, I, I try to be better, especially obviously having my little 22 month old and you know, my baby girl, my tummy, I'm like, oh, they're both listening. But you know, right now she's napping and the other one hopefully is getting only a muffled, uh, you know, listen of what I'm saying. So you're good. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's true. And I just think that, you know, a lot of times, especially as us as entrepreneurs, you know, I have moments where I'm like, I am just literally drowning. Like I cannot even see, you know, not even, you know, an inch in front of me. And so it's so refreshing for someone like myself to hear from you, like, Hey, I drowned too. So what are some tips you have as, you know, being an entrepreneur and and doing all these businesses and putting so much into other businesses as well as launching your own business? How do you allow yourself not to drown? 
So I think one thing is to allow yourself to make those mistakes and give that clean slate every morning. Like give yourself the opportunity to have that clean slate in the morning. I think that knowing that there are others out there that are going through this and you're not alone is because you do feel like you're on an island and podcasts like this and people like you who are kind of like spokespeople out there kind of saying it and making these things like the real life things just become okay to talk about is so important. So knowing that and giving yourself the permission to have the clean slate every morning is huge. I think also it's a matter of like discussing. I mean, my son's six, so he's not like super old, obviously, but at the same time, I think kind of just like letting him know, like mommy has to do this or mommy has to do that. And like explaining why I think that kids just don't sometimes understand why. And if they kind of are brought into the loop and are made to feel like they're part of the process, I think it also helps them understand like why you're doing things and then they can be proud of you or they could like, you know, just not be as upset because there's nothing worse than the day that you're like leaving to go to work or you have all these meetings and you have like a crying toddler, mommy, don't leave. Like, I don't want you to leave. Like I need my mommy. And like, you have to leave like with them, like in tears, which has happened and a million times. And you feel like just the absolute worst person on the planet. Um, and those days are still going to happen. But I think that as they get a little older, you see that they are like, he is understanding and he is like appreciating it a little bit more. I still have nights where, you know, I'm crying when I go to bed because I'm just like, this was just the worst day ever. But the point is, is that at least I feel like I'm kind of getting through. I'm doing what I can. And, I, you know, I look around at other parents. I think looking at parents that are older, that have gone through it and being able to talk to them about stuff is huge. Like I've um, actually was at an event last a couple a couple of weeks ago and I met the CEO of DVF, um, Sandra Campos. Oh, amazing. And yeah, she I've is, in New York. She's a freaking powerhouse. She's amazing. And she is she has three kids. She got divorced with her kids, like all under the age of like four or something like that. And her kids are older now. And I literally like was talking to her and was like, you inspire me. And not even so much about like your career and everything, which is ridiculous. I don't even want to talk about that because it's just so crazy and amazing. But the fact that like, this is a struggle of mine, you went through it and you're telling me that it like was fine on the other side. Like knowing that it's going to be okay on the other side is a nice little like reassurance and kind of reminding myself that others have gone through it. Others are going through it and it's okay. Yes. I think, and I, and I love that you just said, okay. Cause I, again, I think so many times we just don't feel like anything is okay. And when someone else says to you like, Hey, it, it really is. You're like, Oh, it is. Okay. Like, and we also like put pressure on ourselves from like society. I mean, like if your kid isn't in like 30 different activities that you're taking them to by yourself, like, you know, like you're with them and like doing all these wonderful things, or if they're not engaged and like Pinterest moms, like I, I can't, like I'm not even remotely artistic. So everything I try to do on <laughs> Pinterest is a disaster. I tried to make a gingerbread house over the holidays. It was like horrible. Um, and so like looking at all of that around you, you feel this pressure too. Whereas when I was growing up, I'll be honest with you, like I like bear, my mom, like we used, I used to go with my sister down to the basement and like play pretend school and play house and like whatever. And like it, that was what it was. Like I had that. And like, there were weekends where we didn't go anywhere. Like now it's like, Oh, you, what did you do this weekend? And like saying you did nothing is kind of like, Oh, really? Like it just, you have this pressure on you to like constantly be like entertaining. And what, you know, museum did you take your kids to like, 
what play space did they go to? And my play space was my basement. And like my, my parents just didn't have that pressure. And I feel like now we put that pressure on ourselves. So kind of sometimes taking a step back and saying, I don't need to constantly be on the move, constantly be entertaining. Because really life isn't like that either. There's going to be times where you are just bored and that's okay. Like we should be okay with that and we should have our kids be okay with that. Um, And so kind of like balancing between the expectation of what people around you are doing or what they're showing you they're doing on social media and then what you're able to handle without absolutely cracking. Yeah. Well, and like, amen to that because I've had to say to myself several times, especially being, you know, pregnant and chasing a toddler, being exhausted. Like there are some days where like, we just don't leave the house and we just don't do anything. And I'm, you know, and I'm still entertaining her and we're still playing and everything's great, but there's like really not much to show for that day. And I used to like beat myself up and be like, oh my God, I have no content to show. I have nothing to talk about. And now I've like started to really give myself that grace and be like, you know what? Oh, well, today you didn't do much. Like you got things done, but like in a different way and you don't have anything necessarily to quote unquote show for it. But like really your happy daughter who's, you know, playing and thrilled that you're just like playing make-believe with her and the house is a mess. That's what you have to show for it. Oh, totally. I mean, I'll be honest with you. If I saw you post like a load of laundry that got folded, I'd be applauding you from here to <laughs> California because oh, I'd be I'm like, wow, she accomplished a lot. Oh <sighs> my God. The laundry struggle is so real. I swear I have like five piles upstairs, like just stacked high. And I'm like, I will get to those this week. I will, I will, I will. <laughs> and you know, like speaking of like, even like laundry and things, I think another tip is finding a way to kind of get the stuff done and leverage the resources around you. Like I, like I have a cleaning lady that comes and I'll be honest, I leave all my laundry now for her. And I'm like, you just have to fold it. Like I I can't, I can't do it anymore. And I have to just be real with myself about what I can do and what I can't do because like, I'm just not superwoman and no one is, but we have to kind of know when to let go so that we don't just crack under the pressure of all the things we have to do. And I think that's really important. Like, what can you let go of that really is not like the most ultimate critical thing that you could just kind of offload? And it could be like things at work that you could offload, but you feel like the pressure to kind of take it on yourself. It could be even like, um, something simple as like you have like a babysitter a couple times a week and instead of you being the one to take your child to like ballet class or music class or whatever, you let your babysitter do it once in a while because you just need that hour to like breathe. And that's okay. I think that we just need to be okay, let it like give ourselves permission to let it just be okay. Right, right. Give yourself permission. And is that something that you do with yourself? I I have to. I think it's like, you know, you got to do it. And I think it's just different every stage, every stage of your child's life, every stage of your life professionally. You just got to figure out what are those things you can let go of and like still be okay. Right, right. Well, and you're right. There's so many hours in a day. There's so much going on. Everything is a different priority every day. So you do have to let go. And I think that for whatever reason, I'm learning this as a new mom myself, like, Letting go in motherhood is really hard. Oh, I am like 
with you on that. I mean, I had a nanny when my son, she came when she, my son was three. Now, mind you, I now look at her as like a little sister to me. Like she's Aww. family. I absolutely love her. My son still, um, talks with her. Like she comes and visits. She has a baby of her own now. Um, but when she first came, I was like, Whoa, wait a minute. Like, no, I'm, I'm this baby's mother. And I like was really, I was like probably the biggest bitch who did not <laughs> want to be like at my house because I wouldn't let her really do much because I wanted to be in control. But at the same time, why do I have her? And right. so I needed to kind of slowly like let go of the reins there. And as I did, I realized the benefit because you don't see it at the moment because you're so in it. But once you start letting go a little bit, you're like, oh, this isn't so bad. And like, my child won't not love me because you have these irrational fears. You're like, oh, if I'm not there 24 seven and my child doesn't see me and sees another person, my thing was like, oh, he's just not going to love me as much. And he's not going to be attached to me as much. It's so not true. Like you're right. the yeah. mother regardless. Like, you're nine months and, 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 and birthed him and, and, you know, raised him. It's like, yeah, no, he's still going to love you. <laughs> yeah. But it is like a fear that goes through your mind. And even if logically you're like, this is irrational, this is stupid. Yeah. It, like you can't tell your heart that. And it's like really hard to just kind of start letting go, but you see the benefit when you do. And it's like hard to describe, like, because you kind of have to actually pull the bandaid off in order to see what I'm saying. But at the same time, I guess don't be afraid to pull that bandaid off and like actually do it because you'll feel better as a person, as a woman, as a mom, and, and you'll just be better off for it. Yeah, I think that's a really good lesson. How did you force yourself to pull the bandaid off? Well, I kind of was forced to, I mean, I had to like through work and I had to like eventually like really go back in full force and I was kind of forced to. And, um, unfortunately, like, you know, it was really hard just conceptually doing it and going into it that way. But then when I did it, I was like, wait a minute, this isn't so bad. And like, my son still loves me and he misses me. And this is like, you know, I, I can kind of work this into my life. And then over time you kind of let go of like a little bit more, a little bit more like where you, where you need to. And then it just kind of falls into place when you start to feel like, okay, I kind of got this. Like, this is like a good groove. Right. And you're kind of like, because you were forced into it, you started to just kind of realize and see the benefits and then start to allow yourself to actually do it. Exactly. And I started to not have to like feel guilty. The guilt was like killing me. I was like, oh my God, I feel horrible. I can't take him here. I can't do this. Um, but then you're kind of like, but I have to, I have to work or I have to do this, or I have to go out tonight for like a business event or I have to, you know, so I can't put him to bed. And, um, you just have to then appreciate. And I do, I appreciate so much the moments that we do have. And it made me a better mom in those moments because I wasn't worn down from like trying to kill myself to like do it every day or to do every single thing every day. So what happened was, is it just gave me this extra appreciation for the moments that I had. And so I was just in a lot better of a mood. I was uh, a lot more like just excited and um, happy around him. So for even like little things that we do, it just, it just made it so much better. And I was like, wow, like, I guess that is a huge benefit because now I'm just like a way better mom for that. And so if once in a while, I'm not the one that's putting him to bed, or if once in a while I can't bring him to school in the morning, 
it's not the end of the world. Like, and then when I do do it, it's like, you know, I, I appreciate the time that I do get. Yeah. Well, and I think that's really well said because I'm also learning, like, as I have to go out on all these different projects and do all these different things, like that when I do allow myself to do that, I come back first off more fulfilled for me and more content as Allie, but also I'm way more present than with my daughter and I'm way happier. And then she like is even happier because she feeds off of course of my energy because they all do. They all do. And like when you're stressed out and anxious and just like burning the candle on both ends, they get it and they, mm-hmm. they pick up on it and like they act that way too. And I feel like when you can show them like how excited you are, it's just, it's, it's a vibe thing. It's an aura thing. Like I really believe that. And it's, it's like you kind of give off um, a certain vibe and then they pick up on it and kind of reciprocate. It's true. And like, if you have a meltdown, they're going to have a meltdown. It's just the way it is. Oh, totally. I know. I see it all the time with Amelia. I mean, she's only 22 months old and she feeds off of all my energy all the time, whether it's good or bad. And as soon as I see like she's being a lot of control or something's going on, I immediately like check in with myself and I'm like, okay, reel it in, Allie. Like you need to put your shit aside and like not have her feel that you're super stressed and deal with this after she's napping or whatever's going on and like allow myself to separate that. But that took a lot of time for me. Well, the other thing is too, I think that we live in a world where like if you don't get back to someone right away. If you don't, you know, check your comments on your social media feed right away. Like we live in a world where it's like right now. Well, sometimes it's like, you know what, if I take this hour to just spend it with my son and I'll just get back to everyone in like an hour or from five to seven, I want to be bothered by no one. Like you got to allow yourself that permission. But I think we're just so used to everything happening right away. Like I need to check these emails immediately because if I don't get back to them, they're going to think that I'm ignoring them. And it's like, really? It's an hour. I mean, like if, yeah. if like, I think that we should like allow ourselves a little bit more flexibility and not feel like we need to be connected 24 seven so that you can give yourself that permission to say, you know, I'm taking this hour and it's like a mental health hour for like just spending time with my son or spending time, you know, relaxing or like even taking a nap, doing whatever, like I, whatever you do to just kind of unwind, meditate, um, yoga, whatever. Um, and like, give yourself that time and not feel that pressure of like, well, I didn't check for an hour. So what? Like you have the rest of the time to check. Like it's it's not going away. It's so true. And I I love that you said that because I consistently work on that now. Like in the morning when I wake up, I no longer look at my emails the way I used to. I no longer get on Instagram the first 20 minutes when I wake up. It's like, if I have text messages and I see something urgent, I may reply or I may just like let it sit and then go, okay, I'm going to go wash my face brush my teeth, do meditation. Like I really try now to protect my mornings so that I can really set myself up where I'm not like crazy all day long feeling like I have to get back to this. I have to get to the back to that and everything is happening. And like you said, you, you know, all of a sudden feel like, Oh my God, I didn't answer in an hour. Like what's wrong with me? And it's like, well, guess what? You know, years ago, people couldn't even answer in an hour. So, you know, it's, Oh it's yeah. Disconnect of like, Society, yes, has come such a long way in the way we communicate, but also I feel like sometimes it's gone so far backwards because we don't get to have some of those moments. Like even my own parents, you know, will be like, put your phones down. And like, you know, you get irritated, but you're like, they're right. Like, put your phone down. You're here together, like enjoying company, like be in the moment and then get back to it after. 
Yeah. And I mean, it's a struggle. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I like still fall prey to it all the time. It's just, I have to just remind myself constantly because it is so hard to do, but it's like kind of when you take that step and sometimes it's my son who reminds me and he's like, all right, mom, put your phone down. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like, I really should. And he's right. And it's like, um, kind of sometimes being jarred into that. You're like, yeah, this is not that important. I can do that later. Right. Yeah. But you just get sucked in. So I was going to say like, how do you, you know, allow yourself to take those moments as well as what do you do to kind of, you know, reset your own mind as a mom and as, you know, super, you know, busy and successful entrepreneur? So, I mean, a couple things. One is I do set certain hours um, where uh, on certain days where I'm just going to focus on being home, doing what I need to do at home. And so like, I'll take like a couple days a week where I know that from five to seven, I'm going to literally be completely unplugged and I'm okay with that. Um, from like a standpoint of like other things that I do to help kind of like mentally put me in the, in the like right zone. I mean, I think that I'm a very spiritual person. So I think just the great, like showing grat like seeing the gratitude like being grateful for everything around me um and taking a moment in the morning to like think about all the things that I'm grateful for and that I really should be thankful for and that it like just remind myself about it and sometimes just like whispering it out loud like I probably look like a crazy person when I'm getting ready in the morning but like it helps like just make it more real because you're kind of like saying it and you're thinking about it you're reflecting on it and it just puts me in like a better like head space, um, you know, working out, just getting out, like getting your endorphins going, like even if it's like 15 minutes on a Peloton or something, like it is something and it's like really just it, like it's just a kind of a release. You know what I mean? Like just sometimes when you're just like, I need, I'm stressed out. I need a release. Like that's a great way to just like completely like release. Um, you know, even at night, like I try to like put my devices down and I'll like read a book. Like I like reading before I go to bed, um, versus like listening to, um, you know, the radio or watching a TV show or something like that. Like I like to read because again, it's just something that I've always liked to do. And it's a great way for me to feel like I'm unwinding, I'm relaxing and I'm escaping my regular day. Like this is a way, like my little like indulgence to escape the day and it's something different. I get caught up in a book and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And it helps make me feel a little bit like, you know, for like an hour or something, I just completely was able to just unplug. Yeah. And when you do unplug and you, and you know, and you have that hour, when you come back, do you feel way more like reset? I do. I feel way more reset and I feel like, you know, I, I sleep better. I feel like I, you know, I reflect sometimes on like what I need to do the next day so that I feel like I'm a really organized person. So I really want to know like the next day, how it's going to go, what I have to do. And then when I feel comfortable with that, it's like, I can just sleep more peacefully knowing that I kind of like did what I needed to do for the day. I took some time to just unwind and relax and I'm ready for tomorrow and listen. And then it kind of, you know, it's a, it's a crapshoot how it goes the next day, trust. <laughs> but I go into it with all good intentions. So that's really what matters. Right, exactly. Right. And you're intentional about it. And I think that's a really good point is especially as entrepreneurs, 
you do, and I'm learning this, you do have to be intentional about things because otherwise everything will take over and you will just feel like, oh my God, I cannot even climb that little hump, let alone the mountain. Yeah. And I think that especially as an entrepreneur, you have to have a thick skin because there's going to be things that just go so awry and so wrong. And I think that you need to just say that's part of being an entrepreneur and the best entrepreneurs have failed miserably many multiple times. And that's kind of where they learn. And that's maybe where some of the best ideas come from. So like being okay with the failures and the bad days and the bad moments and the bad deals or whatever it may be. Um, it's part of being an entrepreneur and the best entrepreneurs are the ones that just don't give up because of that. They keep powering through and learn from that. And I think that, um, you know, it's really easy to just kind of be like, I'm done. I'm not doing this but the really successful ones are the ones that power through. Yeah. Well, I think that's amazing that you said that because it's so true. People just see the success and they don't see the failures. So for you, have you felt like you failed as an entrepreneur before? Oh, totally. Um, I, I, I feel like, um, you know, even with my underwear line, I feel like I've put on, like I've put on a, like, on myself about this where I really want it to be a certain way and imperfect and whatever. And it's taken me forever to launch. And I, I feel like I'm such a failure for having that delay, but there's like a silver lining to every cloud. Now that I'm kind of in the fashion industry and really understanding things from a like hands-on perspective and kind of working through Suchi and seeing the business um, from a high level, I'm like, wait a minute, actually this is a blessing. Because if I didn't do this, and if I didn't have a delays that I kind of self-imposed, I probably wouldn't know as much as I know right now. And there would have been pitfalls that I would have totally fallen into. And in a way, as much as like I was like really beating myself over the head for this, I realized that it's a blessing. So even though it was like an experience that for a long time, I was like, I, like why isn't this happening the way I want it? And like, you know, kind of like trying to make certain puzzle pieces fit where they shouldn't. I think sometimes just like letting go and just letting things naturally flow will help you kind of see more clearly. And that's what happened here is that now I'm like, wait a minute, actually it was a blessing because now I'm like seeing things and getting to make relationships and, and really like grow in the industry and see what I really want to do and how I want to do it. I want to position myself, everything. Um, and I probably wouldn't have been there if I sped through it and tried to do it faster than I probably should have. So it's like, it's a balance. And I feel like, you know, there's always going to be like moments where it's like, oh my God, this was horrible. Or this was, you know, what a bad experience, but like take that time. And you might even not, not even know the answer right now, but it might come to you later. There's always a reason that something happens. And I believe that. And, um, I think that if you look at everything positively and say, you know what, this was really bad. I probably, I, I might not even know why right now, but at some point I will realize why this happened and there was a reason and move on, like just move on. There's no, there's no reason to kind of like sit and like dwell over it because what's done is done. You know, like you can only go back and fix things to a certain extent and, and move on. Right. Yeah. Well, and you know, I think it's like awesome that you said, you know, you try to keep positive through all of it because I think it is hard, especially as an entrepreneur to sometimes stay positive. I know even for myself to be able to continuously be like, okay, but there's a silver lining. Okay. But this happened for a reason. It's like, you do beat yourself up and you do feel like, oh my gosh, how do I stay positive all the time with all this 
going on. And I, you know, I agree with you that the more I continue to remind myself to try to stay positive in those moments, the more I do see a little bit more clearly and it doesn't feel as heavy as it used to. Well, I mean, here's an example. Like I lost my job at one point. And for me, that was like, oh my God, the ultimate failure. I was like, I can't believe I lost my job. And like, you know, it was just like her, like in my mind, I was like, this is horrible. Now, because of that, um, I allowed myself, and this is like another trick. I allow myself like one day to just literally have a pity party, cry, be mad, be sad, do whatever you got to do. But right. then I literally, because I let it all out and I didn't like bottle it up. Don't bottle it up. Like feel what you got to feel because it's important to let it out or else it'll just fester. Feel to feel, but then give yourself that like push for the next day to be like, all right, I'm done. Like I'm done. Like, what am I going to do? Cry every day? Like it's just not, not, not right. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. And I think it's cool that you shared, like you lost your job and also that you were like, oh my God, like what, what the fuck? Like I, I, you know, like I'm a failure because I think so many of us do really identify ourselves with our job or jobs. And it's like really not healthy and really like not true. Like it's like, we are who we are just by being us. Yeah to totally be okay with that. It's just easy when you're in the moment and when you're in it because you go to work every day and it's part of your big identity in terms of your life every day and all that. You have to realize that you're so much more than that. And like, you know, and and these are just things that happen to everyone. I mean, it's not like something personal, even though you take it personally. And like, you know, you got to just look at it from an outside looking in sometimes and like have that day where you just let yourself feel like absolute crap and you pity yourself and you feel horrible and you just like, you want to let it all out, do it because you need to let it out. But then once you kind of get it out, take the steps to just focus on the bigger picture and you'll realize it's just not that important and no one else really cares. I think you care more than anyone else around you. You know what I mean? Like, I think sometimes we put that pressure on ourselves and like we care, but no one else is really judging you for that. Right. So true. And oh my God, I have to ask since you said that, I love it. You said like allow the pity party. I would love to hear like when you do have to throw yourself a pity party, what like, what does it look like? Like, give it, give us a picture of like Irina, the successful, you know. Oh yeah. Marketing. Trust me. That's what? like a, a not Instagram worthy picture. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so it's me like home, most likely home. I'm not really going anywhere because I just don't want to probably like still in my pajamas all day, um, on and off kind of like crying and then watching like just whatever reality TV, which by the way, reality TV is like my favorite escape. But anyway, that's beyond the point. Watching like reality. Guilty pleasure. Yes. Yes. Watching like reality TV to feel like I'm escaping, but at times just letting myself cry and feel like crap, but then also not feeling like I need to do anything about it. Like I felt that day, like I'm not looking for, I'm not doing anything right now. Today, I'm just going to let myself feel like crap, like eating junk, like ordering like pizza and things that like just, I know are bad for me, but I'm like, you know, today I deserve it. Like, I don't care. And just doing it all in my pajamas and not feeling like I need to do a thing because I should feel bad. And I do feel bad and I cry and I, you know, on and off and I'm maybe talking to people, but maybe not. Like I might not even pick up the phone. Like it could be people that I want to talk to and I will, but if I don't want to talk to you that day, 
I'm okay with just not talking to you that day. And that's just going to be okay. So that's my pity party. And then the next day I wake <laughs> I up, it. I shower and I get dressed and I just like, you know, I, I just start putting a plan together and saying, all right, what am I going to do? I, I can cry about it again, but what's that going to do? I, I kind of did that already. So let's just like see what the next steps are and like start putting a plan together. And sometimes it'll be a good plan. Sometimes it won't, but whatever. It's something. I feel like I'm accomplishing something and that's like, you know, half the battle. Yeah, no, I love that. I love how real you are about that. Like, it's like so awesome because so many of us, especially mamas need to hear like, yeah, okay, the pity party isn't pretty, but like you do it and you get over it and you move forward. And that's probably why you've been so successful, you know, in your entrepreneurship and, you know, with being, you know, a single mom and being the VP of marketing of Suchi and, you know, all these things that you do, you know, now launching your own intimate spline. It's like, obviously all that combined has really led you know, to your success. So I think it's great that you share that and are so real about that. So before I let you go, I wanted you to just talk a little bit about uh, the Suchi podcast that I was on because that is another project of yours that, you know, you um, work on and do um, as well. And also share like any, you know, new projects and things you're working on that are coming along with, of course, Intimate Slime that you already mentioned, but like other projects that we can, of course, look forward to. Yeah. So the Suchi podcast is something that um, is really important to me. And I absolutely love because I get to meet wonderful people like you. Um, basically, it's a podcast where I interview women who are just really like doing super cool things in their careers, in their lives, and kind of the path that they took to get there. I think that it's really important for us to like, as women, especially support each other and to showcase that there's many different ways to get to what you consider success. And there's many different paths of people and how they get there. And it should like be a way for you to kind of feel confident and feel excited and feel pumped about making a change in your life or even just continuing on with the path that you're, you're already on and feeling good about just people around you like that are, are doing the same things, you know? I think that it's just empowering to know you're not alone because we just you tend to live on this island a lot of times. And it's so hard when you feel like you're the only one going through something and hearing about their struggles and things that they failed at as they were going through it or things that they felt they did really well, tips that they have. It's just so awesome to hear from all these amazing women. Um, and it's just lessons you can take and learn from too. Yeah, I love that. And I also love that like a huge part of your mission of how you were saying with like, you know, supporting women is like, I know philanthropy, like for you, you're constantly looking to partner with organizations that help empower women and overcome obstacles that fa they face like throughout their lives. Like, I think that's amazing that you really like want to be at the forefront of that and really help women and not only help them, but like push them to succeed and empower them and support them. Yeah. I mean, I was in, like I said, finance for 18 years and it's still like a, a man's industry. And I was uh, definitely the minority as a female rising up the ranks um, at these financial firms. And, you know, it's, it's just so hard to, as you're going through it, you're kind of like, I don't, you know, you don't realize it as much because you just are, I was, I grew up in it, but then kind of taking that step back after I was out of it, I was like, whoa, I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, we are like just as strong, if not more resilient at times, because women do like tend to juggle a lot more than men. Oh, we um, wear so many hats. <laughs> it, yeah. And, and we do it and we do it gracefully. And I think that like kind of just seeing that injustice and kind of the way women are in 
that particular workforce just kind of opened my eyes to a broader issue. And I was like, you know, I really want to use whatever platform I have to just bring awareness to that, to make women feel like they have a voice that is just as loud, just as powerful as anybody's. And that we are like, again, equal and just as important. And it's not about like women power and men suck. It has nothing to do with that. It's about women are awesome. Yeah. Men are awesome too. Yeah, but women are awesome. And it's, it, it, it's, yeah. it's just like women are awesome and we need to celebrate it. That's it. And it has nothing to do against anybody or anything else other than let's celebrate women. Yes. Oh my God. I love that. Yes. Like if I could have champagne, I'd toast it right now. Right? <laughs> you know, and it also like, you know, with celebrating women and like, you know, you like being really at that forefront and empowering, you're also the advisory board member at Fashion Institute of Technology of FIT, which is a huge yes. school that I also, you know, attended, um, you know, for a brief amount of time when I was in between degrees and it's an incredible school. So I think that's amazing that you're also serving as a board member on that. You know, you're the CEO and founder of your own you know, intimates, obviously, you know, VP of marketing with Suchi. Like, it's just so great to see all the things you're doing with women and for women. It's just so exciting. So what else, not that you don't have so much going on, but what else is like coming up for you that you'd want to well, share? Well, I mean, the launch of my intimates brand, which is obscure intimates, um, without an E, um, is coming soon. I'm literally going to be going into production in a week. So, uh, within like a month or so, like check it out on Instagram, obscure without any underscore intimates. Um, and, um, you know, I, I'm just really excited about that and then potentially growing that into other areas that I feel like are important for women. So for example, like, I mean, I know that you're like, Oh, underwear, like, you know, important for women, but it actually is. I think giving you that confidence as that first layer that you, oh my you God, put on when you're about to get dressed, so it's a confidence booster. Yeah. And like, same thing with like shapewear. I want to get into shapewear. I want to get into like some other areas areas that I just think, again, it's a small boost of confidence that you get right at the beginning of your day that, again, could be something that could actually ruin your day if it goes wrong. So um, that's, that's kind of where I'm going with that. I mean, we're looking to really grow at Suchi. We're looking to get you know another round of financing, and it's just that's exploding and growing. We're getting some pretty big logos under our umbrella, and we're just very, very excited and grateful um, that we've been able to kind of expand and grow the way we have. That's amazing. And I love everything you're doing and like, so agree with you when it comes to, I talk about this all the time with being obviously a stylist that, you know, of all the hats that I wear, it's like so important. What you wear underneath is comfortable and like lays correctly and gives you that confidence and that boost and everything because it starts with your foundation. So I love that you're really keeping that in mind for women. And I cannot wait to see this line. Oh, are you kidding me? You're getting one of the first packages. <laughs> I like cannot wait. It's amazing. Well, I mean, thank you so much for being like so real about, you know, just entrepreneurship and being a mom and everything you're doing, you know, like hustle and grind. And you're just like absolutely killing it in the world. I was so excited to have you on, have you share so much of this. I know how inspiring and empowering, you know, this will be for so many women and mamas and those that feel like they get stuck of like how you've gotten stuck and how you've gotten past it is just amazing. So tell us where we can find you, plug yourself, all that good stuff. Yeah. So like I said, you can check out um, my Instagram, which is Irina Cap, I-R-I-N-A-K-A-P. That's my personal one. And then Obscure Intimates, O-B-S-C-U-R underscore Intimates, and both on Instagram. Um, you can always shoot me an email, Irina at ObscureIntimates.com. I always respond to all my emails and, um, you know, 
within 24 hours at least. So I, I, you know, looking forward to what you said. I love it. I love it. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much, Irina. This has been so awesome. And guys, cheers till next time. Bye. So guys, I just need to share this incredible new company that I have partnered with called Blue Blocks. I personally use my Blue Blocks glasses every day while doing work from home, and I am literally obsessed with them. First off, as a celebrity stylist and fashionista, I really feel that these glasses could be picked right off of a shelf without even knowing all the health benefits that it possesses. They are so chic. Like, I'm not kidding. And the actual health benefits of these glasses include using state-of-the-art technology to block out both blue and green light, which has been scientifically proven to help with better sleep, recovery, and your optimal wellness. And for me, hello, any extra ways to help me sleep nowadays while being so pregnant, this mama needs it. I also want to recommend their Remedy Sleep Mask. As you guys know, I love to sleep with a mask at night, and I wear this mask at night, and I swear it helps me fall asleep faster than sometimes Amelia falls asleep. You should totally check out their kids selection too for my mamas, and check out their website, and you can see all the ways that helps reduce the strain on your kids' eyes from their tablets, mobile devices, which is super important nowadays. So make sure to go to Blue Blocks website, which is B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. That spells B-L-U-B-L-O-X. So one more time, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com and use the code AllieLevine15 to get 15% off your first order. If you have any questions, then message me, obviously, on my Instagram account at Design. You guys know I always answer, and I will answer any questions on your orders, even like style questions on the frames, and all that good stuff. And you guys can also check out on my Instagram stories, I've been promoting the discount because I'm obsessed with these glasses. I promise you, you're going to be obsessed too. And personally, I never knew I looked so good in glasses. So check out Blue Walks, guys.